Hi. Hi. Welcome to Cracker Classics, weekly podcast where that guy Joshua and Ian over there. Hi. We watch a classic movie and uh, see how terrible it is in this day and age. Only about half of them are terrible, but there are definitely some issues in most. Yeah, there's always (laughs) something, usually, yeah. This week, we're watching Double Indemnity. Woohoo, Billy Wilder! Mm-hmm, I'm excited. Yeah. Billy Wilder is quickly becoming one of my favorite movie makers. Right? Who knew? He knows what he's doing. Apparently movie people knew. It's um, not just some like it hot. <laughs> yes. It gets better. And I didn't know it could. <laughs> I've never seen this. Neither have I. But it was nominated for seven Oscars. Didn't win a single one. Won but nothing. Which is just rude. Yeah. It's like saying, uh, we liked it. We just didn't like it like it. <laughs> we loved it, but we weren't in love with it. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about getting nominated and then completely snubbed. It just feels rude. I imagine... But then again, considering some of the things that have won the Oscars, it's not necessarily... uh... (laughs) You said it was a bad thing. Yeah. There is pleasure in just being nominated. There truly is an honor in just being nominated. Yeah. We speak like we have any idea. (laughs) But side note. There's a movie we're watching. Yeah. (laughs) And it's about life insurance and possibly murder. Is it? I have or maybe that's literally spoiler, no idea. No idea. I know it's noir, and that's about mm-hmm. it. <laughs> well, double indemnity is a clause in some life insurance policies where I guess if the death was accidental, the policy yeah. pays double. Oh, really? I doubt they do this anymore. But <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, the insurance industry has always been fucking weird. Well, yeah. The fact that we have a for-profit insurance industry never made any sense to me it's kind of gross but that's capitalism and it makes no sense to me kind of really gross yeah but here i i would assume barbara stanwick as the uh wife whose widow. husband has quote died the widow the widow yes that there there's a term for it you should use it because it's just fun to say widow makes me think of spiders because yeah of course it does i never understood the term widower though that sounds like a person who makes widows. Right? I totally agree with you on that. Yeah. I never understood that. It there I don't know. There should be a better term. Oh, English. I don't I don't know what it would be, but yeah, I don't know. There definitely needs to be a better term than the word that sounds like someone who makes widows. Although Barbara Stanwyck has a widower, I'm sure. I would imagine, yes. Uh, and we have Edward G. Robinson. Yee. I think he's the, like, insurance guy investigating to see if it's legit. I, I, I just love that they made movies about insurance. Back when it was okay to do that. Guess. Is it not okay now? Or I doubt it. Should make an insurance movie just to spite <laughs> someone. I don't know who. I'm sure the idea being, you know, make a movie about... Basically how you commit insurance fraud. And then the next thing you know, people are doing it in real life. And then insurance policy changes. 
This is a work of fiction. <laughs> we might have a disclaimer. Any like similarities? That, <laughs> yeah. Do not try this at home. <laughs> disclaimer that should have appeared on more older movies. <laughs> you think about it. Yes. Uh, although the... <laughs> people trying it at home has brought us further in civilization. True. So. But every war movie should have a disclaimer that says, do not Don't try, try this, this at home. Uh, your results may vary. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh... This is why they don't put satisfaction guarantees in movies. Uh, yeah. Well, they kind of do these days and they shouldn't. Do they? Like what? The Big um, franchise movies, I feel. I well, you loved the first one. You're just going to go apeshit for the second one that we did. That was like 90s marketing. Yeah, maybe um, not hip to the jive with satisfaction. Yeah. Because there's so little in this world that's satisfactory these that's days. That's definitely not true because I definitely did not get my money back for Jurassic Park 3. <laughs> I don't think anyone did. They all should have. Except the people who had insurance on the movie. Yep. No, because insurance... Well, insurance is a great concept. For-profit insurance is terrible. Yes. Anyway. We've come back to talking about insurance. We have a movie to watch. So I think we should start this movie. Yep. We'll be back with intermission impressions. And... Murder? Hopefully. We shall see. Well, Neff sucks. Everyone kind of sucks. Pretty much. Every man in this movie is a dick. Uh, Edward G. Robinson's fine. He's the least dick. The least dick. I mean, he's dick because he has to be for his job. Kind of. But... Yeah. I mean, we are talking about insurance men here. <laughs> That's so true. It's hard to not be a dick. <laughs> yeah. They kind of paint all of their customers as... Rubes. trickster crooks yeah. that they are using as rubes. Yeah. But they're trying to justify it by saying, well, they're all crooks and yeah. they're all pulling scams on us. But despite that, I'm intrigued. I'm enjoying it. Like, I uh, want to know what happens next. Yeah, I am intrigued. Interest is peaked, but I'm a bit confused. How so? I think just because of where we stopped... Well, yeah. There may have been a little more we could have... Because there was the whole deal of it has to be the train. Yeah. And I, and I, this makes sense for double indemnity. It's not any accident, because that would be expensive. Yeah. But the least likely accidents to happen... Pay double, yeah. I, that makes more sense than a blanket. Yeah. Every accident. So something involving a train, I guess statistically... Is less likely to be a thing. Yeah. Which I get it. You're yeah. less likely to die on a train than you are, say, in a car or and whatever. That, that's why it's a good selling point. It's <laughs> like, ah, if this is how you die, you pay out double. But, You're not going to die like that. But if it's how you die, it pays double. Mm -hmm. I hate sales. Ugh. But then he, anyway. they killed him when he was in the car. Yeah. They strangled him. Yeah. Piano wire style. I don't know if it was piano wire. I don't know what it was. If it was bare hands. It's, uh, was there no, like, did they not do autopsies and shit back then? Or like, no, they did. Because remember, he brought up that oh, right, point right. of but, guy slipped in the tub. 
And then they did the autopsy and realized, oh no, now his wife's in jail. So this triangulation is really catching me. That was going to be my next question. And that's why I immediately jumped piano wire. Because if you just take your hands and strangle a person, that leaves a mark. Yeah, I know from experience. Piano wire cuts into the neck. That's the whole reason you use it. It still leaves a mark, and it does. It's it's both strangulation and like cutting the throat. Mm -hmm. Like it does both. And how do you make that look like an accident? You don't. Yeah, I I can't think of any way to make piano wire garroting look like an accident. So we may get an education here in the second part. <laughs> That's so, kind of why I wanted to stop where I did, because mm, mm, we can talk about where we're at now, and then next... It's so true, we have many ways so. that we can go from this point. Yes. This is going about in a different way than I thought, but it's more film noir-like, the way we're doing it this way. Yeah. I mean, we got the confession up front. Yeah, I killed him. <laughs> I was like, okay. I, I fooled you, claims adjuster. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I can't take it. Let me tell you the whole story in Bond villain style. It provides a legitimate reason for the voiceover, though, which it is does. nice. Which is key to film noir. You have to uh, have that yeah. omnipresent voice. And sometimes they just slap it in there and it's like, ugh, really? Yeah, but this is done well with that. This is not Blade Runner. Um, <laughs> I actually don't know which one of those I prefer, but that's beside the point. We're not doing Blade Runner today. No. no, no. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was going to be husband's already dead, and they're investigating it. Yeah. Not, oh, I, I have the hots for you, So baby, we're going to kill your sweetheart. husband. Oh, God, he's so, so gross. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it, ugh. And how she... Of course, she's fine with it. Mostly, yeah. It works on her. Because that's how you get a lady. uh, Berate her and fucking just keep pushing no matter how much she says no. And eventually she'll say yes. And you insult her nicely. Oh, God. Yeah. Negging has been a thing for a lot longer than you thought. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There is a lot of lines like that that... Uh, it's so gross. Oh, I didn't write any of them down, but they were... Nope, <laughs> neither did I. Uh, I, just, I thought I, I didn't... had, but uh, all I have is park this for me, will you, sweetheart? That's uh, something different. God, yeah. He told that to one of the women yeah. in the office. Yeah. But it's that veiled condescension uh-huh. over this very, very thin, cheap-ass veneer of niceness. Don't worry your tiny little woman brain. Exactly. Just do what I tell you. Yeah. Ah. It'll sound nice to you because obviously I think that you're of a lesser intelligence. Ugh. You're stupid, so you won't see how I'm calling you stupid. Stupid. Yeah, I've mixed feelings <laughs> on the dialogue here. Yeah. It's there's a lot of good banter in classic banter. Billy Wilder fashion. Yeah. But then there's all oh, of this the... misogyny. Uh, yeah. It sort of fits, given the time and the profession. Yeah, it's a salesman. It, yeah, and it's insurance. Definitely a salesman. But it's almost too much. But I also believe it. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just that this has not aged well. No, It fit it perfectly in the time, and yeah. now we're just like... <laughs> 
And the timing was probably smooth. There was certainly some spooning in the audience. I am ultimately very intrigued here, though. Yeah. There is a nice plot by plot. Here is how I commit insurance fraud. I did this. I made sure to do this because of this. I think that, and, and I, I do have an appreciation for the ruse. Mm, mm-hmm. It's it's solid. He's thought a great many things and is making sure that his bases are covered. Thus well, far, I am gonna have to say I'm impressed. I'm impressed, but I'm not surprised that he can because he is an insurance man. He's no, in he, the game. He knows yeah, what to do to get away with it. He made an excellent like analogy for the whole thing. Like it's like being a roulette man. Mm-hmm. You spend your first how he said what he's been doing insurance for 11 years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you spend your first X number of years watching the people to make sure they're not scamming the house and then one day it comes to you, you know, I could scam the house cuz I know how to do it. I know all the angles. Nope. Yeah. He's apparently so good that Claims Adjuster wants him to be his assistant. Yeah. And that was an endorsement right there. Yep. You know what you're doing. You're not just tall. You're also smart. Uh, But then he called him dumb for not wanting to take a $50 pay cut. Right. Which, $50 a week's a lot of money back then. That's a very relevant thing (laughs) today. Yeah. I gotta say, I did not care for that line of I thought you were smart turns out you're just tall well why not tall privilege is real exactly it's a big stereotype thing of oh you're the tallest man so you're the best man you're the smartest you're the strongest you're this you're that which is of course bullshit absolutely but it's a thing that people buy into you're bigger than me, so you're better than me. People wonder why I hate people. Face it, we all suck. Yep. Nobody's perfect. Fuck no. But seriously, people, come on. Get over yourselves, mainly. <laughs> That's what I've got to say. Yep. And Maybe we should probably get back to the movie. Yeah, let's see how they fix the insurance game for all time here. Yeah. See why we can't afford insurance now. I don't want insurance. It's dumb. Anyway, yeah, let's go for it. <laughs> we'll be back at the end for the end impressions. And more murder? Hopefully. Stay tuned. I love that Edward G. Robinson always says I love you to fellow male characters. Yep. It's a good thing. Mm-hmm. He's not all that terrible. He, As I said earlier, he's the least dick out of everyone. Yep. But he's still the corporate businessman. But he did get Neff to say it back. Line. He did get Neff to say it back. They did. No. <laughs> For whatever it was worth. Yep. Um, was a I feel like I love you would mean absolute fuck all from a man like Neff. Uh, yeah. He's gross. Mm-hmm. But pretty much everyone in here is pretty gross. With the possible exception of Lola. Yeah. I don't know my opinion of her. I don't think that, um, uh, what's his name? Guy they were pinning it on. Oh, Zaccati. Yeah. I didn't like him. Yeah. She was too good for him. Definitely. 
but maybe some endearing quality in there, sort of ish. But I kind of don't think so. Yeah, she's too much like her father. Yeah. No. Yep, mostly shitty people. Still an intriguing movie, and uh, I rather enjoyed the ride. Mm-hmm. I just don't know how I, how I'm feeling about the end of this trolley ride. Well, we took it all the way to the cemetery. We did, so. but. <laughs> Am I satisfied? No! I'm definitely not satisfied. Well, what's unsatisfying for you? They couldn't get away with it. Oh. <laughs> Stupid haze code. Well, I knew they weren't going to get away with it. Well, obviously, I mean, but... Come on. It, I don't know. They, it, it got a little convoluted. It's like Perry Mason. It's how they get there. Yeah. How do they not get away with it? Yeah. And I liked this sort of red herring of double cross that's basically what it was i think it should have been a double cross i think they yeah were trying too hard to untwist the twist in a twisty way kind of it was trying to be opportunistic at least where barbara stanwick was concerned yeah if you believe that story which you're led to believe it you know, she was the first wife's nurse. Yeah. Made it seem like she died of a fever or whatever. Yeah. Married the dude. Waited six years, which is that part I don't quite get. I guess, yeah. again, opportunistic. You yeah, had to wait had to for wait the for insurance guy to up. show up. Yeah. Which, that was awfully convenient. Well, I mean, she waited six years for it. True. Something's going to happen in six years that'll provide opportunity. And that was the first opportunity that presented itself. Over letting the car insurance lapse? I mean, it wasn't intentional. She wasn't trying to, but she saw the opportunity when it popped up and was like, hey. Although, but uh, why wouldn't it have been intentional? There's kind of a few things in here that are, they were intentional, but made to not look intentional. Well, Was that part of it? If we're getting into like believability of stuff, like why do you, do you think she actually got home with him that one night when he was drunk and did chose to turn the car off when she could have made him die by leaving him in the running vehicle in the uh, garage? I mean, that that was a story. Was it? I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't know. There's so much. It's it's one of those you really can't dig into because it falls apart. It's Possibly, like... but it's also this extra level of intrigue because you reach the end and it's become very apparent that everyone was full of shit. Every word out of everyone's mouth was suspect. And then you go back and you go, well, then that line, that was well, bullshit. That was bullshit, yeah. And that was bullshit. Okay. But wait a minute. But if that was bullshit, then why this? Yeah. And, yeah, you know. it's... It, it loses cohesion. Does it, though? I feel like that was the point. What, that it's supposed to lose cohesion, or that it doesn't It's supposed to feel like it fell apart. When, But it did fall apart. In the end, yes. I don't know. But does that make the whole thing fall apart? No, because not everyone's dead. There's still Lola and Nino, and there was a separate life insurance policy out in her name. That got referenced once and never brought back again because oh, that was the legit policy. Oh, so now policy. you think Lola... No. <laughs> I'm totally reading into this way too much because all the principal characters 
the main criminals that we know about are all gone. So case closed. Yeah. Right. Lola least... was not a fan of her father. No. Huh. Now you got me thinking. <laughs> Did they sneak one by the Hayes Code here? Billy Wilder, so possibly. <laughs> Quite possibly. <Yeah. laughs> I now want to believe that that's the case. Mm-hmm. Whether or not it's true, I don't care. I feel like it was left open in my mind, as a possibility. In my mind, Lola has been pulling strings to make this happen and get rid of her father, get rid of Phyllis, mm-hmm. and get the money. Because I'm still in love with Nino. Yep. And they don't like that. Yep. I'll even play off that uh, we had a huge fight and I left him, but oh, oh so God. I love him. I'm liking this movie so much more with mm. that in mind. Yeah. Like, it was fine before I enjoyed it. It was, yeah, it was good. But that theory makes me love it. It's a theory. Oh, so, so much now. And I'm kind of working through it as, as we speak right here. Because I was thinking. Little? Oh. Yeah. Because both Lola and Nino, they're kind I'm of undeveloped characters. Totally seeing it. Oh my god. And I wanted more. And it didn't come. <laughs> and normally when there's undeveloped characters, I feel just very disappointed and there's yeah. a missed opportunity and stuff. I think maybe that was the point. Yeah. The most unsuspecting. Oh shit, yeah. I don't know. You seriously just blew my mind. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to watch this again now with that in mind. That's the thing that's the, this kind of do for a rewatch if you really want to try and figure it out. And, you know, could... just turn your brain off to all oh, of the God, misogyny and the be... ridiculous dated shit in it. So she's totally playing Neff from the get-go. That's why she gets the ride from him. And Because there was that. You know, to, well, I mean, it's legit. Like you, it's a far distance to where you're going to be meeting your boyfriend or whatever. But mm, it was such yeah. a far distance. Why did they not have any worries about her just up and leaving and going to meet her friend at this street corner so far away? Because people walked all over the goddamn place back then. Was <laughs> their shitty parents? Because <laughs> there was no such thing as being shitty parents. Well, that's true. Parents <laughs> were just parents. Yep. Everyone beat everyone's child. Yep. Oh, God. But it's awfully like, weird for her to just, oh, show up in the car. No, that, yeah. Oh, I'm, you're, because you're... I'm playing my parents for chumps because I totally beautiful. lied to them. And I'm going to tell you about it. Oh, this is so beautiful. This is making more sense now because. Yes. The whole movie makes more sense yeah, now. Yeah, because that scene I didn't get. What? Why, why? Why are you spilling all these beans? And why did she keep hanging out with Neff after her father was dead? Mm-hmm. And why is Nico? I mean, he's a hot-headed dumbass, but even he should be smart enough to realize, especially with general suspicions about Phyllis. Mm-hmm. Like, but there weren't because there's what those four nights in a row. Yeah, he goes to her house. Yeah. And that's for the story of they're in on it. Yeah. So I'm going to pin it on Nino. Yeah. Hmm. But then Walter and Phyllis, like, Phyllis shooting Walter and Walter killing Phyllis. 
That's what the they were supposed to do. Yeah, but I'm trying to get figure out how they brought him to that point. That's mm, that's true. Well, that's... for the point I was just going to try and make with the oh. dictaphone recording uh-huh. from Edward G. Robinson. Yeah, where he flat out says, "No, there's no reason to put surveillance on that." Yeah, personal. I know this guy. He didn't do it. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Where did that come from? What do you mean? Where did that suspicion? come from because he wrote the policy okay two weeks before it fair enough cash like that's you have to rule that out before you move on because that's a little suspicious the short length of time between the policy being written and and then the the claim being made okay yeah you have to look at who wrote the policy i get okay i get that but my thought was maybe lola told a story to them tried to convince them of it yeah no i'm pretty sure the whole point of that was to just say oh it got ruled out and hey there's a dictaphone (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah okay to show how walter knew the dictaphone was there and that's why he went in and started recording his confession and anyway this is a pretty good movie to get your brain lost in it is. <laughs> and the performances are stellar. It's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Barbara Stanwyck is very good. Yeah. I, I didn't exactly see it coming, though when it came, I felt stupid. Yep. Like, oh, of course exactly. she's playing Exactly. And... It's very well done. Yeah. How very basic instinct of you. <laughs> I recommend this, but with a huge grain of salt. Yeah, it's a bunch of shitty people. There's a lot of shitty behavior. Then, of course, we had the uh, incompetent man with the big office, Mr. Norton. (laughs) That was great. I kind of liked that scene. (laughs) Yep. People assume that the man with the big office is stupid. And then you go and prove yourself stupid. Yep. And how. Thank you. It's true clearly this is a suicide oh my god you're a dumbass how do i know that i just know (laughs) that's basically all he had yep it's got to be a suicide because it just can't be accidental death because that means we have to pay and we don't pay so it's not that yep that's my logic Uh, we expect no less from a corner office. In insurance. I mean, that paints the picture yeah. oh, of for-profit yeah. insurance. This is a very pro-private insurance movie. Yeah. Where the we're running piece. a scam, and the scam is we think that everyone who's giving us money is running a scam to get our money. Yeah. And that's the scam. <laughs> Kids, don't run scams. It's stupid. Irresponsible. Anyway. Immoral. And will cost you more money in the end. Yeah. I did write that question down. How much money did they spend on investigating this claim? Right? A lot less than $100,000. In the end, yes. A lot less than $100,000. But I wrote this down when they had brought the guy down from Oregon. He'd seen him on the train. And, and they're said, paying his expenses? Yeah, yeah, we set up an expense account and we'll call you back. 
as many times as we need. Yeah. And he even mentions, oh, so long as all expenses are paid. He goes, of course. I'm like, wow, you could really just rack up a bill more than a hundred grand and make this whole thing moot. It didn't yeah. go that way, though, in the end. But I think that happens quite a lot. No, I get hit with all expenses paid, and I'm taking full advantage of that shit. Most I, people do, yes. I would, depending on who's paying the expenses. Some giant faceless corporation. Goddamn right. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It was depend. It does depend. Mm-hmm. Someone I respect and see trust a little more. No, I'll, I'll be this again. responsible with it. I hate to get into my problem issues with capitalism on this, but you know the whole if you've got an, ex, an, an, an open expense account, you're gonna go get the fancy stuff. Why is it because you'd rather have the fancy stuff or because the fancy stuff is fancy? But see, this has nothing to do with the movie. It's a completely different. That's a good question, though. Yeah, it has nothing to do with the movie, but. It is a legit question. And would the fancy stuff be fancy if it wasn't for capitalism making it seem fancy? Exactly, like how fancy is the, quote, fancy stuff. Exactly. Like, why the... (laughs) So far off topic. Insurance ain't fancy, though. Nope. No matter how you cut it. Insurance is something that should never be done for profit. No. And we've got to uh, stop having our job tied to our insurance. Yep. Because what the fuck? Anyway, we're we're well off topic of the movie. We should probably... Sort of, but not really. <laughs> what else you got? No, that's it. Give me something else. All right, then. Mainly plug. insurance stuff. We could rap all day about insurance and <laughs> how it wasn't good then and it's even worse now. But we've yep. kind of already done that. We should stop. Yes, we have. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Gotta leave a little intrigue. Join us at crackerclassics.com. <laughs> for the mystique of the podcast (laughs) support us on patreon slash cracker classics fund our mystique (laughs) on the patreon and we'll see you next week thank you folks bye